I am doing laundry on the ship in Hong Kong and my drawing professor is there in the laundry room with me and we get to talking. It turns out that he is a photographer who was doing stock photography. And I was like, hold your horses. Uh, what? You can be a professional photographer? <laughs> Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I speak with change makers from all over the world who are contributing to the common good. Contributing to the common good in even the smallest of ways is proven to help us age with vitality and deep contentment. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist and fellow Zestful Ager. My goal is to share optimism about aging and introduce you to guests who will inspire you to live with zest. To find out more about the podcast, hop on over to zestfulaging.com. And while you're there, sign up for my weekly email newsletter, The Insider, where you will get behind the scenes looks at our guests and other fun tidbits. And if you love the podcast, I'd be grateful if you shared it with your friends. Our music is courtesy of Judy Banker, a previous guest on the show. Find out more at judybanker.com. And our technical director is Stephen Litweiler. Well, like many professional photographers, Alice Patterson originally photographed everything from musicians to weddings to pets and brand photography but she felt scattered and unhappy and knew she wanted a new way to work so at 52 she developed her own unique business model growing this business has given alice the freedom to travel have reliable income and creative control she'd been wanting for many years. Welcome to the show, Alice. Thank you so much, Nicole. I'm so happy to be here. I know you have a lot of great stories about how your career developed and, and how you've taken it to a very new place. Uh, tell us a little bit about sort of the career trajectory, like when you decided to become a photographer. All right. Well, it's a 30 years in the making. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but actually, it's kind of a funny story. When I was in college, I went on a trip called Semester at Sea. And this was a, sh a trip that was on sort of a scaled down cruise ship. And there was 400 students and professors from all over the country, some of the best schools. And I was in, and you go around the world, you take college level classes. I am doing laundry on the ship in Hong Kong and my drawing professor is there in the laundry room with me and we get to talking. It turns out that he is a photographer who was doing stock photography. And I was like, hold your horses. Uh, what? You can be a <laughs> professional photographer? <laughs> because I was that kid in high school, you know, was on the yearbook. I was the one that was taking the photos at the parties of all of our friends. Um, you always had and, an affinity for it. Yeah, I had started my photography, you know, very at a young age. And but my parents had always kind of pushed me towards the academics. And so it hadn't even crossed my mind that that was a possibility. So 
this professor told me about a photography school out in Santa Barbara. And that was pretty much all I needed to hear. (laughs) I got home from the trip and went to my parents and was like, I know I've only got one more year of college, but I really want to go out to California. I know that this is what I want to do. And was privileged enough to be able to change course. So I left uh, my college that I was in in Pittsburgh and moved out to Santa Barbara went to a photography school called Brooks Institute of Photography. So they went along with it. Was there was there a lot of back and forth or how did You know, did my dad was a he was a radiologist, but he was an excellent, you know, hobby photographer. He we traveled and moved. He was had been drafted in the military during Vietnam and so we moved all the time and so he we traveled and he was always the one taking pictures back then so i think in some ways he i was kind of fulfilling you know a secret fantasy for mm, him <laughs> i see to uh, study photography so uh-huh. uh, it didn't i was fortunate and that they were supportive I see. So you went out to Santa Barbara and was it like you had imagined? It was even better than I could have imagined. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I was literally that person that like, you know, made this, I hadn't gone out to the school before. I just, you know, mailed in my application and drove out there and that was it. And Number one, Santa Barbara is like one of the most beautiful places on earth. Mm -hmm. Um, Coming from Pennsylvania, it just took one winter there. And I was like, I'm never leaving California. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the photography school, it was primarily photographers. And there was also a cinematography department. So that was it. The everybody in the school was all about photography. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just made incredible lifelong friends there. The instructors were amazing. And I just kind of, like I said, never looked back from that decision. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that. I mean, right there to start off with to say, hey, I know I'm almost done with my undergrad, but I'm going to, you know, switch tracks. Yeah. Is a bit of a risk. And mm-hmm. um, I think took some courage. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty fearless back when I was younger, Mm. (laughs) but I also think like having my family support, you know, was, was a big privilege that I had. Um, I think part of my fearlessness, fearlessness came from was feeling like I always had a safe place to land if I did Mm -hmm. kind of fall on my tush. That really helps. That really helps. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you went into a traditional kind of career trajectory for a photographer? Yeah, so um, it's really, you know, I got a commercial photography degree and from, I felt like I needed to move to a big city from Santa Barbara. There was, you know, lots of photographers that stayed in the area after school and it just felt very saturated. So I moved up to San Francisco with my musician boyfriend. So my first kind of professional jobs were photographing band photos, people that, you know, were in my boyfriend's circle, which led to editorial photography, 
Um, I had also, while I back backtracking just a little bit, when I was in photography school, I studied photojournalism and I had a real love for that, but I didn't love the idea of like photographing the news so much. Um, mm. I liked the storytelling aspect. So I'm in San Francisco and I'm doing, I started getting work for magazines, photographing some more famous musicians. I did the still photography for David Grisman and Jerry Garcia's music video. And so I was having a lot of fun, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but I, and I was doing some work for some of the local newspapers, tabloids, that kind of thing. But I was, even though I was having some success, it was difficult to make ends meet. San Francisco is a pretty expensive city. And so as much, like as much success as I was having financially, I wasn't really having a lot of success. And it was, was it sort of a, a unpredictable when you're going to get a gig? Or yeah, you're always, a... yeah, you're at the mercy mm. of, you know, people hiring you, which has always been the case with being a photographer. But it, yeah, it was unreliable. So I ended up taking kind of a part-time job at a local camera and film store. And from there, I met one of the customers came in and she was a wedding photographer. She told me that she was looking for employee. And I said, please take me with you. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I never dealt with um, so much sexism as I did working in a camera store. It was oh crazy. Uh, yeah. Huh. People would walk up to me and say, is there a man I can talk to? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Women and men would say this to me because they would just see this young girl, you know, sitting behind the film counter and assume that I, I don't know, they just assumed mm -hmm. I knew nothing where I was the only photographer that was actually working and getting published in that <laughs> oh, store. <laughs> gosh. Oh, goodness. So the people were nice there, but I was ready to move on and worked for a wedding photographer who became a mentor. That really became kind of the, the major focus of my business for almost two decades. Um, I did wedding photography as sort of my main income source. Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it in, in the beginning. Uh, well, most of it I enjoyed. It was California, again, just so many incredible, gorgeous venues, you know, very most of the weddings were outdoors or, you know, at a vineyard or some place looking over the ocean. And so it was just like a way to get to see so many beautiful parts of California. Mm. And then also, you know, people are usually looking their very best on their wedding day, lots of beautiful, wonderful couples. And financially, it was, you know, pretty lucrative. Mm -hmm. um, so I really enjoyed it for a long time. But I joke that when I started, I was the age of the bride. And <laughs> towards the end, I was getting closer to the grandmother. <laughs> Definitely at least mother of the bride, but maybe grandmother. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I got to this point where... You know, part of the reason it's such a high wedding photography is 
costs a lot is because it is a high pressure job. There is no reshoots. It's a mm -hmm. once in a lifetime. You got to get it right. Mm -hmm. um, and so it is a lot of pressure. And even though I had 20 years of experience, that pressure just never went away. I always had some angst and, you know, just felt stressed at the beginning of every job. And I just kind of, I got to the age where I was like, you know what, I just don't want to chase after the bride running down the street. It's very physical, you know, it's a long day. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just, I had kind of skipped over a part here. I, I ended up making a sort of a spontaneous move from California to Syracuse, New York, where I had family, but I didn't have, I didn't know anyone else. Um, and so the weddings were different here. Most people were getting married in a church. And this was like just a whole lot of, I guess what I'm trying to say is there was like a whole lot of different factors that were kind of leading me to the decision mm -hmm. that I was done with weddings. Mm -hmm. And so I, I needed to make some changes and that's when I really kind of became this like, well, there's another point that I kind of skipped over. <laughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> jumping around. I did have a, a, after about a month of living here in Syracuse, I was a first time homeowner and it was December of 2007. And I being from California just was not aware. And I, went to my sister's house and slipped on ice on just some small wooden steps. I did like a triple axle up in wow. the air Oof. and landed on the side of my arm uh, with full, you know, just full force, broke it into five pieces ah. and had radial nerve damage, which um, left my arm limp uh, because of the nerve damage. I couldn't use my hand or I couldn't feel anything from my elbow down. And so I was basically disabled for almost a year. The nerve is the slowest healing part of uh, the body. Uh -huh. um, and there was no guarantee that my arm was going to work again. I just had to wait it out. <clears throat> so here I am in a new city, don't know anybody, except for a few family members. We didn't grow up here, but people, Everyone had kind of ended up here and I couldn't do, I couldn't work physically. Um, oh my goodness. So, and you have a new house. Yes. A new house that was completely empty because I had been a, you know, renter of studio apartments in California. And you um, were single? I was single. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> it was a very long, long winter. I'm sure. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. A long couple of years because even once I was kind of physically recovered, I still had the task of like building up a business. You know, in my recovery, I hadn't met anybody. I was just here at home recuperating or at physical therapy or with my family. Um, so it took quite a few years for me to build up my business. And I, of course, went to weddings right away because that was what I had been doing. But I just, like I had talked about before, was kind of becoming aware that I was done with that. So then I just started doing anything and everything because I just needed to start 
earning again. I mm. had lost all my savings. I had gone into debt because of medical bills mm. and mm. Um, the cost of a home, you know, that I wasn't really aware of. And so, yeah, so I was doing babies and families and some weddings and I was doing interiors and I was doing headshots and pet photos and like literally anything and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love taking pictures. Like I, I do anytime I'm photographing, I'm a happy camper. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I don't love is I don't love doing sales. I don't love like, you know, trying to find people to hire me over and over and over again. And then when you do all this different type of photography, you know, you need different administrative, like you need a different contract for a wedding than you do for a baby photo or Uh so there's not like every time you, it's like, yeah, I can do that. But then I found, oh, and in doing that, I'm not just taking that job. I'm also like reinventing all the administrative work on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just you. Yeah. It's always been just me. Yeah. So it was, I just felt very scattered. I enjoyed my clients and my work, but I just was feeling sort of, I think scattered is like the best word, just mm-hmm. kind of all over the place and not really having, not really feeling in control of what I was doing, just kind of at the mercy of the market. And Mm -hmm. in Syracuse, as you know, is like one of the snowiest (laughs) cities in the country. And Mm -hmm. so the photography work here is very seasonal. It's a very short window where people get their family portraits and their headshots and like typically you know it's from june to october Mm -hmm. um and so you have to make all your money and storm away like nuts like little the squirrels around here and and get you through the winter Mm -hmm. um so it wasn't a rhythm you liked yeah i yeah i don't like exactly that's a great way to put it Mm mm-hmm And how did you then realize there was another way? I mean, I can imagine someone saying, well, I'm just going to have to do this because this is what everyone does. So how did you come up with an idea to to develop a totally new uh, approach to this? Yeah, it so I was I had joined a mastermind group and was all women entrepreneurs. And I had started doing brand photography with women entrepreneurs, which I was becoming very passionate about. I had worked with a coach and kind of realized like, I need to start trimming some of this away. And I was searching for a way to feel, you know, more content, more in charge you know, just kind of get a better grip on my career. And I realized that the creative women entrepreneurs were the women that I wanted to work with. And doing just kind of traditional brand photography, which is like, you know, anything you might need for your website or your marketing materials, that kind of thing. um, I often found that the women wanted other people in their photos. And I would always say, sure, but 
logistically, it became very difficult. So it's hard enough to get two people scheduled these days, right? Uh, like, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so very often they would not be able to get a customer or a family member or a friend to pose or model. Um, and so it would just end up being them and me because of scheduling. And so I, I just had this idea that I think, number one, the content demands that, you know, with social media marketing and all the digital ways that people are marketing themselves, the demand for fresh photos is like ever increasing. Uh And so that was one idea that was like, I was becoming aware of. And then the second one was the people needing models, but not being able to get access to them. And professional models are obviously expensive and out of most people's budgets. So I was in my Jen Liddy's mastermind group. And I I said, you know, guys, I've got this idea of monthly photo sessions with a group of women entrepreneurs. And you get your individual photos, but you also get access to each other. And you can, you know, I can shoot over this person's head and, you know, be photographing Annie. And so you see that you work well and play well with others. (laughs) And it kind of helps your audience know, like, and trust you better. Um, And it gives you fresh photos. All you got to do is show up. Um, It gives you diversity. We're going to lots of different locations. And the whole room was like, oh my gosh, yes, sign me up. That sounds amazing. Uh And so just that like, just that kind of enthusiastic response from Mm -hmm. a room full of women was like, that's all I needed to hear to know that this was an idea that could go somewhere. So was you were putting it out there wondering out loud and Mm -hmm. they said, oh boy, we would totally use that service. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so then the hard part came. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had to create it, Mm -hmm. you know. It's like one thing to have an idea, but then to like put it into action is a whole nother thing. And um, luckily I had my business coach and she really helped me just get the ball rolling. And we did a a beta, set up a beta session that sold out in 24 hours. Oh and my so goodness, that we, must have been so exciting. Yeah, and then we set up a second session the same day and that sold out in another 24 hours. So wow. again, like just got all of this like positive feedback, you know, like this is something that people want and need. What was that like after sort of trudging through a couple different, you know, variations of a a professional photography career and not quite finding your footing and then all of a sudden having this response? It felt amazing, honestly. Like, it just felt like, wow, this is, you know, and I kind of started searching the internet, like, is somebody doing this? And they, I couldn't find anybody that was doing what I was doing. And I was like, geez, I invented something. <laughs> like, a, this is a totally new business model. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I always, I'm not good at like remembering the details, but I know I've seen several like articles and memes and social media posts, but they always talk about the 
you know, these people who had success later in life, right? Like I think Vera Wang started her wedding business when she was 40 and grandma Moses was in her Mm eighties when she became a painter and like seeing that kind of information is very um, inspiring in a culture where everything is focused on the youth. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was like, I hope I'm one of those people. A late, you know? blo- it's sort of a late bloomer. Yeah, and I had always identified as a late bloomer, mm-hmm. but yeah. So maybe this is just my another phase of my late blooming. <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah, totally get that. And it's, uh, I think, some people just are, and mm-hmm. you know, using your experience and trying different things and it not yeah. quite exactly fitting, like it's kind of good enough, mm-hmm. but you know, there's more. Yeah. Yeah. And I think all those experiences that I did have, they all serve me, right? Mm-hmm. So like being a wedding photographer, you're very, you have to wrangle wedding groups, right? You have to do the family portraits and you have to do the bridal party. And so I'm very comfortable kind of bossing people around, like you get over there and you get over here. (laughs) (laughs) So I do some of the, you know, with the group photo membership, we, you know, I'm comfortable with that group setting. What's um, the feeling like when you're getting your people together at a, I know sometimes you use bakeries, you use mm-hmm. different beautiful places. What What's the actual like vibe like? It is a, it's a good vibe. Like I get, it's funny, like, you know, for me, it's all about the photography, right? But like one of my members said, like, it's almost like the photography is a bonus. <laughs> Uh So that's like a whole nother element that when I was putting this together, I hadn't really quite realized, but like, we're all want community, right? Like we, Mm -hmm. and when you get a group of women together, we talk shop and we vent and we brainstorm and it sounds like a sharing, a back and forth Mm -hmm. uh, kind of feel. Yeah. So you know, while you're waiting for your turn to get your picture taken, you know, there's conversations going on on the sideline of exchanging ideas and resources and, you know, boosting each other up and consoling each other and, you know, relating to the difficulty of being an entrepreneur, all these things. Um, Is there accountability too? Like, did you ever you know, follow up on the blah, blah, blah. Is there a sense that? I would imagine so. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, people are always like, you know, and then, you know, these relationships are also turning into friendships, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're going beyond just talking to each other at the group photo. You know, they're texting each other, interacting on social media. So yeah, it's... um, It's a bit of a support group. It really is, yeah. With beautiful photos. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, Mm. it's just, I'm so proud of this group and this experience. Um, It's now been four years. This summer will be our um, fourth anniversary with this business model. We survived and actually grew amazingly during the pandemic. (laughs) That is quite amazing. Yeah, because I was, 
Yeah, I was devastated when the pandemic happened. I thought, oh my gosh, everything I've worked so hard for is going to just disappear. But we we actually grew in the summer of 2020. How has this new business model over the past four years changed your life? It has just changed me, I don't know, so many ways, like, Number one, it gave me reliable income throughout the year, right? So we are doing photo sessions all year round. People, when they sign up, it's they're committing to a year. Mm -hmm. um, so it takes away that kind of feast or famine income cycle that I was so used to with mm -hmm. all the other business models I had based my photography on. And it's given me community. It's given me friendships. It's given me confidence and uh, a lot of fun and adventure. Mm. We've we do we've done some travel adventures as a group. Uh, this <laughs> summer we're going to Maine. Um, All together? Yeah. Oh my goodness! This is so fun. <laughs> it is so fun. It's yeah. just like I mean I'm certainly not a, a a professional in this area, but I have never heard of this before. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's quite unique. <clears throat> Are you, how, how shall I say this is, are you able to really appreciate what you've done here? Um, yeah, I feel like I am starting to like, I think it's really easy to kind of keep your eye on the next thing coming up, right? And, or think about the things in the past and it's hard to stay in the present. But I feel like during the pandemic, when, you know, we took a, we took a couple months off as mandated and I kind of had a, an aha moment for myself where I was like, okay, you know, I was fearful. I was afraid of, you know, we know so much more now, but like back then people were dying and I was like, okay, mm -hmm. this could be it. Like, if I die of COVID or, you know, something else, like. I need to really just be enjoying the moment. Uh-huh. And no that, regrets. Yeah. You know, like not yeah, just appreciate what's going on right here and right now. Like, yes, I still have goals, but I'm so thankful for my home and thankful that, you know, I have this business. And so I think that has carried into this group where we just had a photo session yesterday and I don't do it every time, but like I brought a picnic for everybody to enjoy afterwards. And so we could just kind of, once we were done with the photos, we just sat around and caught up and um, got to enjoy each other's company mm -hmm. and take in the beautiful scenery. We were at a, um, in 850 acres of private camp with a lake in the middle of it. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the weather's been so beautiful. There's, There's such beautiful places in upstate New York. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And that's part of the fun, too, is like finding the new locations. And that's something you do? That is, yeah. You research new mm -hmm. locations. There's some really interesting places to uh, to go, I'm sure. Yeah. And that part has given me um, just you know, a lot of control in the creative process. I'm kind of mandating where we're taking the pictures. Mm -hmm. And so 
I'm always happy with the location. <laughs> right. And they, so they meet you there. Is that mm -hmm. how it goes? Yeah. And then you do your, I see what a, it's, there's so many levels yes. of, of why this works so well. Mm -hmm. It really, it, yeah. And so and, do you bring new people into this group? How does that yeah. work? So when they sign up, it's for a year. And so we've had people, you know, that have joined for a year and then they've moved on, whether it was economics or whatever the reasoning, you know, maybe somebody was having a baby and someone was changing to a different career, that kind of thing. But I would say about 50% of my members have renewed since they've joined. Like they just, you know, I have people that are going to be going into their fourth year. Mm -hmm. um, so there is always room for somebody new to come in and then a lot of people stay. And so kind of depending on where I'm at with the numbers, I offer more or less photo sessions a month just to, you know, it would be too many people to show up at one photo session. So I try to give them different options. Mm -hmm. to choose from. Wow. I just, I just love, I mean, yeah, this is such a terrible experience. Talk about thinking outside the box. I mean, you really created something that is just uh, so perfect for you in so right. many ways. It yeah. just works really well for you. Yes. Um, might not work well for other people, mm -hmm. but you're able to bring it together for many different reasons. And it sounds like you, you love this so much. I'm yeah. sure that they, uh, you know, your customers really pick up on that and enjoy it. Yes. Another thing that we didn't talk about is it's just so rewarding to work with the same people over and over. Like, in the past, people would get their photo taken once a year, maybe once every couple years. And there's just an evolution that happens when you start showing up for monthly photo sessions, like you have the chance to update if you're pivoting or offering something new or have products, mm -hmm. if you've changed your hair color, if you've gained <laughs> weight or lost weight, like mm -hmm. you've always got fresh photos. And there's just a trust factor that happens and it takes a lot of pressure off the photo session because you know you've got the next month. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're just doing one photo a year, it's got to be perfect, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, uh, and it's just a lot of pressure for the person, mm -hmm. which then sometimes can kind of hurt the vibe of the photo session. I can Somebody's, imagine that. Yeah. Right? Having, having gotten my picture taken, there is this, <laughs> I bet I, I, I look tired today or yeah. my hair has a weird colic. Right. Uh, right. That I, yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, Alice, where can people find out more about this fantastic invention of wow, yours? Thank you. Uh, it's so, it's just for so many. I mean, I, you know, there's so, because I know about, you know, some brain science, I know about a lot of pieces of healthy aging and probably without meaning to, you are checking off so many of the things that promote healthy aging and, um, you know, longevity and. Yeah. I'm happy to hear yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. can people find you? Well, um, I've got two websites. So the first one, if somebody is local here in Syracuse and is interested in being a member, 
the website is lovingmycompany.com. Mm-hmm. And if you are a photographer or know a photographer, pretty much anywhere outside of Syracuse, I'm launching a new training program for other photographers. I've got my first photographer signed up from the Boulder, Denver area. Mm. So I'm going to be training her on how to create her own membership and so she can just push the easy button. (laughs) (laughs) All the things you wish someone would have told you. Exactly. Yeah. All those years that I, you know, spent figuring it out, I'm going to just pass it on. Uh, Because I feel like really every town could use one of these groups. So uh, that, if you're interested in the training, that's lovingmyphotocompany.com. Aha. And are you active on social? I am. Um, I have Loving My Company and on Instagram as well as um, Alice G. Patterson on Instagram. And that's G as in girl. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So great. Well, it's been a pleasure to uh, finally speak with you, Alice. I know. I'm so (laughs) appreciative. Thank you. You were were, uh, sort of... uh, Yes, tentative would be. (laughs) But I was, because I know you and because you've shot my photos, I I just so admire your style, your aesthetic, and just, you you know, who you are and how you do your work. And you really define this whole zestful aging um, idea. So that's why I was dogged in in pursuing you. I'm so Um, appreciative and thankful. Um, and, uh, you know, people love working with you. And um, so I, I just want to say congratulations. And I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. You know, you talk, there's a lot of, there's a theme of resilience here. You certainly had to overcome many things and also mm-hmm. taking chances, taking risks. Yeah. And um, that's that's certainly the theme of the show. So best of luck. And thanks again for, uh, for visiting with me. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share it with some of your friends. If you think decluttering could help you feel better and you could use a little assistance with that, check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer, Carrie Luteran. It's called Too Much Stuff. And too much stuff is different from other courses or articles or guidance you may have used. Uh, We give you clear steps to deal with the clutter and the tools to help you face the overwhelming feelings and the emotions that come up when we're going through our clutter. And a lot of those emotions are just feeling anxious or guilty or just basically flooded with a lot of different confusing feelings. The course is really practical. It's realistic. The lessons are short and punchy, and they're really manageable. We're not trying to set you up for some long, exploratory, you know, super in-depth, burdensome experience. We want something really helpful for you right now. We all need help with our anxiety. So, Being surrounded by more calm and less chaos can really help. So now's a good time to clear out the 
clutter so we can focus on what's really important in our lives. So find out more at zestfulaging.com. You'll see more about this under the web courses tab. If you have any questions, just shoot me an email at zestfulaging at gmail.com. Thanks so much. And stay tuned next week for another interview with a fascinating and inspiring guest.